in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma. Hey, Mary. We've had a good visit this morning. We have. We have. We we jumped on this call to start the podcast like an hour ago and we've just been chatting. Yes. We're like, oh, we better get started. We're going to lose our window of time. Exactly. I know, but I feel like we never get to talk anymore. I know. So. I know. What is up with that? I know. I think everybody just assumes, oh, I bet you guys just talk every second. And there was a season. I mean, yes. obviously there's been all sorts of seasons that that's been the case, but I feel like in these last year or so, it is just... Not I mean, that. it can, no, it is not that at all. No. And everyone's yes. like, oh, you and your mom must just talk every day. Have tea and every day. Yes. I'm like, no, I wish I not know. very often. So today we are going to be talking about rest. And I feel like there's a lot of different things that we think about when we think about rest. I'm going to just start with a little story. When I think about rest, it actually for years and years has made me so, so anxious. I think I naturally if you don't know this about me, I'm a little type A, a little wired by nature. (laughs) And so just the thought of resting, people would always be like, Barry, you need to rest. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what, what, what should I do? How do I rest? Tell me how to rest. And they're like, what? I feel like that's going against resting. And I just remember when I had first moved to Kansas City and I had four kids and Mercy was like one at this point. And we hired a babysitter to come help us like four days a week or something. And this was the first time I was homeschooling the olders. And anyway, we had this sitter come and help. And it was so amazing. We I'd never had that kind of help before, like all the time. I mean, it was just for a few hours each day so I could homeschool the olders. But at this point, she was like, you know what, Mary, how about you just go just for an hour a day and I watch Mercy and the olders while you just get out. And when she said that, I was like, I literally like froze. Anxiety just started building in me. And she mm. and, and the word she used was just go rest. Just go rest for an hour a day. I think I started to cry and I was like in the kitchen. I vividly remember. And she's like, did oh I say my. something wrong? And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? And she's like, well, I don't. <laughs> she's like, just go rest. And I was like, but what, what? does that mean? What do you mean rest? And, and then I started to almost, but it wasn't at her, but I was almost defensive. I'm like, what do you want? Do I go sit in a target? Do you want me to go to eat? Like, do I go watch a movie? You know? And I'm like, what do you mean? How do I rest? And she's like, I don't know, lady, just was trying to help. So I just want to start. I feel like a lot of us might have that same feeling of like, what does that even mean? I go do what I think is rest and I come back more annoyed and more frustrated. What does rest even mean? That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Well, why don't you tell us what it means? How about tell us what it doesn't mean? That was that. Yes, I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. And that's sitting in a kitchen crying. (laughs) Traumatizing your babysitter. Yeah, I know. And I, I when I think about that, I think, yeah, 
I guess at the end of the day, what is the goal of rest and what do we mean when we say it? I just had a group of women over yesterday at my house and we happened to stumble into this conversation, how some of these women are getting a little bit older and they spoke with great emotion, with tender tears of being overwhelmed by joy of what it feels like for the first time to come up for air in their 40s when the 20s and 30s have been just a sprint, like a constant race of going, going, going. Many of them have two, three, four. One mom has seven children. So being able to come up and take a breath is to them so sacred and so beautiful that maybe this race ends at some point. I just start with reminding everybody what you are in is a season. And again, it could look vastly different. You could have a ton of foster kids in your home. You could have no kids at all. Life and again, the emotional load we carry. So what is rest? And we all want it. I know for me, there was a couple seasons where I felt like I have to just go away, maybe for six months to a year. I just have to go away because there's too many people. I can't manage them all. I'm not big enough or good enough for them all. And as I was aging, then I was definitely becoming more weak and vulnerable myself. But my thing was, yeah, it was never enough. Like an afternoon, two hours. It's like that just goes by and I come right back to everything. Like I I just want to run away, you know, Mm -hmm. on some some other Mm -hmm. space. I feel like I've actually been hearing that a lot lately of friends and I mean, myself is that feeling of like, it doesn't, nothing seems to ease the, yes. the, the crazy and the busy and the swirl that's constant. And it's like a girl's weekend or something. And we think that's going to be restful. And of course there's parts of rest to, to it, but then we come back and it's almost like you feel like you're sucker punched back into reality when you're yes. like, I thought that was restful, but I'm coming back. And in some ways it just felt like I was checking out for two days and now I'm just thrown back into reality and it's just like almost more exhausting. And so you just keep thinking, well, then I need more time. I need more time away. I need more time Yes, thinking somehow that's the solution. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think it just takes us a long time to realize that we're probably barking up the wrong tree, that we're having an expectation that we're really looking something to meet, not just whatever we deem as rest, but we're not really sure how to get it or why it's important or what it even is that we're looking for. I love spas. I've not gone very often, but I also look forward to them and they are nice, but they do evaporate quickly, you know, just as a lot of self-care things that we talk about. And I guess we'll throw that word in. I, I think we might have a podcast on it sometime, but just to say that oftentimes self-care doesn't reach the depth in some of the superficial things that we try and do for ourselves. We want to talk about and bring up some thoughts about what rest really is and how it is something we can drink from and is available to us all the time, anytime. And it really has to do more with understanding what it is and moreover, who it is that gives us rest. Yeah. Well, why don't you jump in and tell us, tell us, mom. Tell us. Oh, wise one? Yes. Yeah. Well, I tell you, one of the things that came to my mind, and Mary and I, again, didn't text till last night. I said, I'm in this direction. Is this okay? Do you have something that'll blend in with this? And she write, what are you talking about? What else is there to talk about but that? Surely that's what we're talking about. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, that's amazing because we could have gone in different directions. So, yeah, I think the thing that first comes to my mind is when I think about rest, I guess maybe my narrative at this point in my life is everything kind of is a narrative of God and what does he say or 
what does he have to say or what does he think about this? And so what comes to my mind is the idea of there's six days and on the seventh day, God rested. And so that was always so wild to me. Well, why does he have to rest? Because I saw him as all powerful and all omnipotent and, and omniscient and all those amazing things about who God is. Does he get tired? Does he need to rest? That's That makes me feel uncomfortable. If the whole, not universe, but the millions of galaxies that we don't even really can't quantify at this point, but do they get too heavy for him? I mean, that just can't be right. And it would be a while till I actually looked up some of those words and I came to realize that rest really meant stop. It means to cease. It more means to stop your work and your efforts and all of your good intentions. And it means to stop. So I got that answer that God isn't resting because he has to take a break on the seventh day. This would maybe have been in my 30s or 40s. I came to really understand this more. But stopping, ceasing, not doing anything, I would say it took me even longer then to understand what does that even mean? I think as we explore really kind of the Genesis passage about what happened at creation and the stopping, but I would just cut to the chase of that story and say that stopping where that was leading in the Godhead who had just created in six days something out of nothing. And I think that what God was going to begin to lay a foundation in is that he was setting aside this day. We're talking about a day that would be every week. Time was instituted. It came forth the night and the day and the stars and the sun and the moon. These things all went into play with all the fish and the seas and the canopy of water and then human beings and all of it. This was so wondrous and this was so amazing what God did as he spoke these things into existence that he decreed, it's in one of the Ten Commandments even, is that this day was going to be holy forevermore. And so the idea of stopping had, it meant something. And the idea that it was going to be holy had to do with his greatness and his power and his wonder. And that our response on that seventh day, one day out of the seven, that our response would be to ponder. Really, it's a day that's been memorialized. When we think about a memorial, we think of someone who's died and we want to, in some continual way on Veterans Day, we want to remember. We want to make sure we remember. But God was introducing something that would be humanity's culture to say, what happened that I brought everything out of nothing and I brought you out of nothing and everything is for you, but you must first remember every week that I am holy. I did this. And a response to a holy God who is altogether different than us is praise is worship, is adoration, is thanksgiving. And and holy really mostly means to be sanctified or set apart. This was going to be a day that you set apart. And what do we think of? In the bigger picture of all of culture, I think we begin to get the idea about resting from our work is because our work came as a result of the fall. The fact that we had this fall in the garden And then part of the consequences for that is that we would have to work hard and till the ground for all the days of our lives. 
And so this whole concept of that was going to be a part of all of humanity. Work was going to be how we could live. Work was connected to our very survival. But in that context that we had to work with our own hands to even feed ourselves and take care of ourselves and build shelters for ourselves in the idea that you would not be allowed to do it all seven days, but one of seven days, that's a big percentage, we would have to stop from working. We were not allowed to depend on ourselves that day. You weren't even really allowed to help some of your animals on that day. There were so many things you could do almost nothing. And so this became part of the Ten Commandments. I think it's the fourth commandment. And it goes into great detail. There's like four verses on this one commandment. We see that there's something unique about this day. And so I'm not even going to get into like, oh, do we have to keep the Sabbath in a certain way or which day of the week? This is not that conversation. We're just talking about basically what it means to stop and cease and why creation is so holy and God has deemed it holy is one reason. And that this idea of us being independent from God on those other six days where we're thinking we're taking care of ourselves, but, but coming away in this way, we have to remember that when the Ten Commandments were given and then all of the laws, 600 and something, that this whole legal system that was going to be put in place was all about the sacrifices and the sin offerings And it was quite a detailed system. There was a lot to do in all of these parts. So here's the thing. With all that backdrop, I want to say that all along, what God was doing is that the law and the Ten Commandments and the sacrificial system and all the offerings, all the sin offerings and the whole priesthood, all of those things were simply foreshadowing what God was laying the smallest foundation, which so many had no connection to that initially. But this was all leading to what would one day, the sacrifice would be the one and only son of the living God. Everything about having to work by our own hands, having to take care of ourselves, having to follow this very intricate system God never intended that we could keep that system. He knew full well it would become burdensome. It would become so laborious. It would become overwhelming. And no one was ever going to be able to keep the law. And so this was just simply a foreshadowing that the lamb was never to be the actual sacrifice but it was just a substitute for when Jesus, the son, would come and be the Messiah. He was the one who was going to do the heavy lifting. He was the one who would save us in a way that we couldn't possibly begin to do for ourselves. As a matter of fact, even in the New Testament, the whole book of Galatians speaks to this whole subject. If you haven't read it, it's, I think, only like five chapters, maybe six. But it speaks directly to that the law was always meant to just be a tutor. That's a teacher. It was just a teacher that was going to lead us into the truth for what was hidden in eternity past was going to be that life and freedom was going to be found in the son taking his place 
yes. for us. And he was the lamb. And the whole sacrificial system, quite honestly, if you begin to study it, is this beautiful tapestry of really who Jesus Christ is in the law. So the idea is resting, is stopping. The law was just a picture that we could stop. We didn't see that and God didn't reveal it for a time. But when Christ came and fulfilled all of that, this was our hope that we could one day stop trying to earn favor with the God of the universe because we could never do it apart from him and his son. All of this is all unto that we would enter another kind of rest, a rest where we knew that no matter what, our father had adopted us forever. Our father had given his son as a down payment and a pledge of us being his bride one day. This intimate relationship is really what all this was leading to. When we think about rest, we think about the struggle that mankind has in finding all their longings met, in finding someone greater than them that could help them. Everybody wants a great mom or a great dad or someone who's just totally for them. But God was saying all along, I see you. I've already set up all this for you. And so I think entering in to the beauty of that in a full way is something many of our hearts haven't been able to fully embrace or partake of. We either haven't had it or we're having a hard time getting it. And this is the part that we want to lean into. And regarding the Sabbath rest idea, Jesus spoke of it himself in the yeah. Gospels and said, I am the Sabbath rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We have fullness of peace, fullness of rest, and fullness of confidence, knowing that Jesus is the sacrifice and that Jesus does for us what we can never do. I tell you, if you will give that a lot of intentional meditation and thought, I believe that if we'll step back and remember that we're eternal beings, sons and daughters of those of us who's come into relationship and taken this free gift of the Father, that his son has done it all for us. There is nothing yes. required of us. And that we would receive that blood, so to speak, with gratitude and not keep trying to earn our way to God. And I think that is the ultimate rest. I think that's what God has been saying from creation to now as we look forward to his return and to all of eternity. I think the idea is that in Christianity today, and, and honestly, all times, Mary and I just contend that these times are unique. And so there, there's more swirl and there's more issues that make it more difficult to enter into this rest, even spiritually. There's forces at work that want to keep us from entering into who we really are, to know who we really are in God's eyes. And they have created us to be their own. So that's a huge introduction, but I kind of wanted to lay that picture very broadly. Yeah, I think that is everything, everything you just said. I'm like, yep, mic drop. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> no, that's so good. And again, we're not talking about, oh, should you keep the Sabbath? Should you not keep the Sabbath? Because it's one of those things I know believers that do keep the Sabbath. And I'm like, 
it's kind of in my head. I'm like, if you're choosing to do that, is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. Exactly. And in my mind, I'm like, hey, how would that hurt? That could only right. bring, bring benefit, right? So yes. I'm like, absolutely. If you feel called to do that, then 100%, how could there be something negative in that if your heart is pure, right? But even when I think about the Sabbath rest and I think about what the Lord calls us into, it kind of reminds me of the Ten Commandments and yeah, don't murder. And that's a law. Well, the Lord says, well, now in the New Testament, I'm actually taking it a step further. And I'm saying, yes. if you even think negatively, if you even hate your brother in your heart, that's murder. So to me, I think Christians, I can only speak for myself. We feel like, oh, we're not called anymore to have a Sabbath day. And so then we're like, okay, so great. I don't have to have that rest. And the Lord's like, no, actually, I kind of meant the opposite. I meant now you're called to enter into a Sabbath rest which is all the time, you're constantly called to enter into my rest. You can do nothing without entering into my rest. You're going to need it constantly, daily, hourly. And so it's like, oh Lord, what does that look like? And how Mm. can we begin to enter into that and to be intentional? And I know we did another podcast about pause. I do think, you know, there's, we can even, I'll put that in the show notes, that episode that does kind of have this correlation in the sense of what does that look like to pause throughout our day? But I do think rest There's some differences to that. And so maybe you can even kind of speak into that. Kind of what's the difference? But resting seems more, seems more intentional. And also there is like a sense of you're ceasing from work. You've been doing something, you're working, either you're working on something you're enjoying and you're just busy, 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 or you're exhausted. Either way, there's there's this intentional thing. It's time to rest. And I feel like our culture, there's so much emphasis on rest which is not a negative thing. But I think a lot of us then walk away feeling, I don't really actually feel so rested after I veg out and watch TV all night. Yeah. So anyway, maybe you could just kind of speak into that. Yeah, yeah. Well, just to start with your exhortation that every man is free before the Lord to celebrate or honor the Sabbath in any way, because that's the season that we're in, in God's timeline of his people. But I would say this, I've done the math. I'm 64. If I would have taken an intentional day of rest and ceasing from my work, I would have 3,300 days of rest at this point in my life. What I'm saying is that at this point in my life, I definitely think it was a foolish thing. No matter whether I thought that was fulfilled in the Lord of the Sabbath, there's probably still some good in that. For me, just because God is all wise and I happen to be compulsive with my work. Right. Um, All that to say that, hey, for those of you listening, if you are contemplating that for reasons that are not legalistic, but are for reasons because you believe that God is good and this is a wonderful gift he's offered you to enter into. I I believe for sure, 100 percent that there is a blessing if we receive this gift God has offered to us in full conscience for us to accept that as a gift and have some sort of intentionality one day a week. I think all of your parts would be probably more whole faster than mine if I would have been receiving and basically valuing that great commandment from the Lord to be blessed by. Resting and pausing, I was thinking the same thing, Mary, when you were talking about where we were referring to pausing. Somebody was at a breakfast I held yesterday and talked about how that idea has been life-changing. This is a gal who loves God 
well and has been faithful and has been on the mission field for a long time. But she said that part that we shared has been life-changing for her because she can take just so many seconds and carry one line from her morning time with the Lord. And it immediately connects her back to that in the middle of her busy day when she gets a text. And instead of reading it quickly, she gives 10 seconds to think on that one thing that she's carrying with her all day. It was inspiring to hear that and how I'm sure many of you have done the same thing. I think bringing Jesus with us in the present moment is always going to be a part of that rest because I think as we're doing that, there is a part of us that is able to acknowledge even for a moment, which only God can do, but I think he meets us there and he adds that moment of security and that confidence that we're looking for as we look to him throughout the day. I think this is really choosing him over our own efforts. It's choosing him over that compulsion to read that text or answer on the first ring because your phone is with you. You could let it ring twice, even three times. And as she pointed out to this group, as she was sharing her testimony on that, is that what better way is there to remind us and to train our brain to think about the ding of a text or a phone call ring to be like an alarm clock all day long. So I think this is a way to be super intentional. I think what God is talking about, though, in terms of this rest of us walking away from our work, I think, again, whether you take a whole day, whether what day you do this on, I would invite all of us in today I'm not saying I do it well yet. I'm able to do it more easily because of not having children in my home any longer. Many of you aren't in that season. Many of you are. And so I would say in the context of what we're teaching today, that there is a place in God where we can let go of all of our worries, all of our burdens, And all of the things that we are trying so hard to fix or control, do damage control or repair that is out of our power. I think coming to God intentionally for a block of time, a block of a day, I think would be restorative to every one of us listening. I honestly believe that. I would invite you all to consider doing that in the context of sitting with God, journaling, doing some artwork, whatever your creative outlet is, and just invite God in with worship music. And I'm quite sure because I've done that so much more than I had done that it's very powerful and it's life-changing to enter into that rest intentionally. Yes. When I think about rest being ceasing from work, I think too that so much of the work that's happening in all of our lives is mentally. I feel like that's like across the board when I talk to someone or whoever, it's like their mental thought life is where so much of the work is happening, Mm. whether Mm. it's just like mentally just spinning, 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 or exhausted or thinking about all the things we have to do or worried about this situation. It's like the mental load sometimes is where I feel like the work is happening. I'm like, I need rest from my brain. I need rest from the thoughts that keep going and the constant to-dos and all of it. And so I've, I've started asking myself, and again, it's not about being legalistic or having a formula with it, but I, I've started saying when I'm feeling that angsty feeling of, okay, I need, I need to rest. We feel it within ourselves, right? 
And I'm like, what would be life-giving right now? I say it to my kids all the time and they make fun of me, but I'm, I'm determined one day they're going to love that line. Is this life-giving? Will this be life-giving? <laughs> they're like, I don't care if it's life-giving. <laughs> Anyways, but yes, just like truly sitting on that in the sense of like mm. what you just said. I'm like, okay, is this rest? Just checking out and blocking something out. I'm not like, we all have our favorite show on Netflix. I'm not saying, oh, that's awful. I'm just saying if we're feeling that angsty feeling and we are going to something thinking that it's going to bring us rest, Mm. thinking, okay, I just need to chill tonight and I'm just going to go do this or this. It's like, was that actually refueling or recharging you at all? Mm -hmm. Are you actually, is your mind renewed? Honestly, Charlie would be like, hey, let's watch the show. And I'll say to him, I'm like, is it going to be like inspiring or encouraging? Because I really, (laughs) if I'm going to watch something right now, I want to feel something. And and, and he kind of laughs, but he kind of knows what I mean. He's like, no, I think you're like this one. But but it's true. Even when I watch something afterwards, I want to be like, okay, now I'm inspired to either think about this or pray for this person. I want after I do this activity to to be refueled, recharged, inspired, encouraged. And yes. so just even to to think about it and, and those terms. Again, I'm not saying sometimes we can just do something for the sake of doing it, that every single act that we do and it has to be like everything I do, it has to be life-giving. But just thinking in terms of that, when I do this restful thing, is it to check out from reality and to yes. completely distract myself and numb myself? Or is it to actually recharge? And there's all sorts of things that can even do that. But at the end of the day, Jesus is the Sabbath rest. And he ultimately is the one who can refuel us more than anything else. He can sustain us. And that was what we talked about in the other podcast episode with pause was the Lord can do in three minutes what we can't do in an entire month of trying to get away. The Lord can fill our thoughts and remind us of what's true when our minds are just like on a constant replay of worry and confusion and ruminating and anger and anxiety. The Lord can anchor our thoughts when we intentionally choose to rest and recharge in him. Yeah. Amen. I love what you're saying how our thoughts can be changed and you use the word rumination. I think these negative thoughts that so many are really attacked by in many ways, if it's just become your narrative or the enemy is putting thoughts in you that aren't even your own at times. And all of this, if you can take a step back and say, where am I in my my daily week? Let's measure it by a week instead of the last year. Let's begin to bring these things a little bit closer. So that's a way of being intentional. I'm going to evaluate my last week. Where in my life am I taking an intentional time? Whether it's when I'm in the car. Well, for some of you, you'd be spending a lot of time with the Lord, right? (laughs) Yes. So, but whatever that intentionality is, let's be honest here at this point. And as we end this, don't we all find a way to do what we love or what we deeply desire. Right. There'll be an outlet somewhere. If it's getting back to that show at 8.30 tonight, uh, the series that you're in or whatever, I would never even pretend to say I haven't done that myself. But I'm saying if I find that that becomes, it's turning into a whole season and a season is becoming a lifestyle that that's what I'm looking forward to at the end of the day. 
It's just another way to escape from what is truly life-giving. And then I begin to wonder as I look around in my life and there are these cracks. There's more anxiety. I'm more fearful. I'm more worried. I'm not as patient. So know what that's like to be in that space. I've said before to some of the women in my area, you know, my Bible app is right next to my news app. I could hit the Bible app just as easily as I could hit my news app. They're right next door to each other. They're a button right in front of me. So if I love what I say I love, why has there been seasons where I hit the news app before I hit the Bible app, right? Right. Or my pause app, which I have. If I wait too long, I've fallen asleep. And why didn't I start with that first on some nights? These are small things, but life is lived in the moments and they accumulate all your life. We're just saying again, if we're looking, if the buzzword of the hour is self-compassion, how to treat ourselves in a way that's life-giving with all the physical things, the breathing, the connecting with nature, getting outside, the moving, the stretching, the Pilates or the millions of things, all the good things, getting enough sleep, getting enough water. If we're talking about rest in those ways, I think we need to define as believing women or women who are even seeking God, like what does that look like? And it looks like us beginning to give all of our confidence and all of our hope and all of our trust into the Lord of the Sabbath, who has a kind of rest for us that goes beyond anything And until that is settled in our hearts, we won't even have a hunger, a desire for the manna that he has for us. This is so encouraging to remember that we have everything in God at our access and we can invite him in throughout the day. But for maybe some of us who are at a place or a season to even understand what we're saying today and consider this, I would challenge you to begin to ask God and maybe just think about it practically, how you could begin, again, not a daily thing, which is what we all think about, and that feels overwhelming, but to have a block of time somewhere, one time in the week, can make it sacred, and we will receive a blessing by ceasing from our normal work. For us, we really can't cease from work for very long, because if we're moms, we work 16 hours a day. We all know that. But again, as Mary, you were saying, it's a mental thing. It's a thing that we can give our thoughts to. In whatever way it looks like, I would say we could all consider intentionally taking at least a block of one day, even if you don't have the ability to take an entire day. But I do think it's a lot about our mind and how we're framing things. Often we keep telling ourselves, I ain't got no time. There's no time. There's no time we're running around like chickens without our heads. We maybe might need some rest. Maybe this is the kind of thing that it leads to when we can't get off the carousel, when we can't get off the train. So let's all, as a community, as we're growing to know each other, we believe if you're listening, you're tracking with us and you're in our hearts and in our group and our community. Let's just challenge one another and even your friends. We just challenge you to consider setting aside two, three, four, five hour block, maybe one day a week, depending on your season of life. And let's just see what God will do if we go with hearts that are really wanting to receive what he has for us in the way of this blessing 
of leaving the work behind and coming into time with him in rest. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.